0: Go to page 45, uh, the beginning of We Agnostics, down on the uh, bottom of the page, the last paragraph. If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome d- alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago but we found that such code and philosophies did not save us, no matter how much we tried. We could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could will these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources, As marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we're going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. Is that enough to go on?
1: Yes. Thanks. You're
0: very welcome.
1: So
2: I'm just gonna read this a little bit at a time. So, well, first of all, welcome everyone. Uh, if a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism many of us would have recovered long ago but we found that such codes and philosophies did not give us did not save us no matter how much we tried but in fact after the the dilemma of powerlessness is affected. This is my take. Morals and better philosophy can be a way of maintaining this condition in this world, yes? So the morals and the philosophies, uh, when when they're being used by the problem to try to evade the solution, it doesn't work. But when the solution is established, there are beautiful ways for this solution to express itself through. So it's not the philosophy or the code. It's that we can't fill them up with a sense or a sense feeling because we're captured already. And that's why a lot of times uh, when you're seemingly driven by the problem, you look like you look at solutions like a drug you're going to take. You want some immediate relief, or gratification, or the ability to to uh, avoid or distract from the ghost. You know the elephant in the room. I see. Then they don't work, do they? The philosophies or the moral codes. But in fact, they can be beautiful accompaniment to that power, that new power flowing in. So. Uh, I don't know what he means by a better philosophy, but uh, I would say a philosophy, you know, being a philosopher of holes and you keep falling into them, I would say a better philosophy would lead you not to fall into the holes. Yeah. Or at least uh, play a role of a like a god rails on the highway, G-O-D rails or on the highway that would keep you in the going in that straight and abundantly, expansively narrow. (laughs) So we could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could will these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there because the power that was available had been usurped by the problem, yes? Through the act of being identified as the problem, which is self in the term of the terminology of recovery i would say as an activity it's selfing but in the terminology of recovery it's we call it self so self is usurping the power and we're in a state of powerlessness but with these ideas through these philosophies and other things that we should have power we could have power we once had power but the fact is, the dilemma is there's a denial of the powerlessness. And in the admitting of powerlessness in the program, what happens? You now have a sense of power, yeah And there's a there's an incredible uh, demonstration of the logic of recovery that does that seems illogical to our head. Yeah? We would think that, to have power would be to exert power, but it's the admittance that where powerlessness allows a power to direct our lives. Yeah, so you don't experience powerlessness anymore. You're not getting frustrated because people aren't do what you what you want them to do. You realize you've now, in a sense, have been fitted around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. Yeah, so this is a. Uh, There's nothing right or wrong with the codes or philosophies, but if they don't have power in them, they become, in a sense, an appendage of the problem, yeah? So our human resources as marshaled by the will were not sufficient. They failed utterly, yeah. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. But see, lack of power omitted, is the solution, yes? But lack of power is our dilemma when we're not seeing it through the solution yeah it's the dilemma it's not the lack of power the lack of power is the touchstone of the program yeah and mittens of that yeah the dilemma is we're confused around power yeah yeah there's a lot of power in our lives it's just not available to us because something else is using it yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a lot of power of in something that could override 20 years of sobriety and lead someone to go back out. That's a demonstration of a lot of power, don't you think? To override 20 years of effects and, and uh, a living solution. To be able to forget that and to drink again is a demonstration of a lot of power. But what hands is that power in? Yeah. And the the problem has no problem wielding power. It doesn't. Yeah. It's making shit out of nothing all day. It's doing a lot of stuff with power. Yeah. But the dilemma is we think it's our power when basically it's been taken over by the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why when we do the third step, it's a decision because we don't, we, we don't, our will in life doesn't seem to be under our own power, does it? It seems to be we're being driven and compelled and making decisions based on self. So the power of our lives doesn't seem to be in our jurisdiction, something else is wielding it. So we have to make a decision to turn our will and lives over to the care of a a power greater than self. And how we do that is the working steps, yeah? We don't do it. But how, how it gets done is through the working steps. We don't do it. We do the steps, yeah? We don't transfer the power from one point to another point, we do the steps, and then that power is transporting it from one point to the other point. Yeah? If that power was was under our command, we could have just made the third step. It would have been a three-step program. Yeah? Okay, just turn your will and life over to the care of a higher power. (laughs) It's difficult when it's under the care of a lower power. (laughs) <laughs> we first have to get the lower power sort of neutralized so that the higher power yes yeah
1: I mean you feel it don't you isn't that the way it went I mean we've we're looking at it we're looking at it from the operating table yeah
2: We don't get up and don't play doctor we see stuff don't you I mean, you see that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself, don't you? It's like a common uh, revelation in recovery, yeah? We all, all seem to know what pause means intimately to each other, P-A-U-S-E. We know that, yeah? Did we
1: come up with the pause? Were you calling anything in your- your life pause, the pause
2: before recovery? Probably not. Yeah. Yet all of us now are intimate. A lot of us with this idea of pause, the space before the selfing kicks in the space before is where the solution lies. After is just harm reduction. Yes. That's why, you know, i like to look at, you know, the alcohol, you know, the alcoholic calls you after they drink. The recovered alcohol calls you before they drink. Yeah. When you get that call after they drink, what is it basically? It's like harm reduction. Really? You know, the genie's out of the bottle. Let's, uh, you know, take away a lot of its accessories so you don't get totally fucked like you usually get. Yeah. Get into a program, do this, do that, go
1: to a meeting. But the solution is before you drink. Like it says in that, I think
2: it's in the we agnostics. All of this would be academic if we didn't drink. (laughs) Yeah, That's what the program does, doesn't it? It puts
1: you in a state of not starting. I think that's really incredible. We have a lot of ways of stopping because there's
2: the tendency is to keep on keeping on. But truly, like the promised land is not starting. Yeah. And then you thrive in that setting of not starting. And then life, it's sort of like a garden can grow around that situation because it's not getting burnt down to the ground every day. Yeah. And then the solution gives you a feeling that really uh, builds an immunity to the problem, really. You're content and satisfied. You have a purpose of passing this message on to other people who suffer and all this stuff. It starts giving, it starts uh, bringing your
1: life into a valuable condition where you don't wanna fuck up, yes? It's funny, you know, uh, just to get personal.
2: I don't know if you've ever heard of ayahuasca and this stuff. A lot of people are doing these different things. And I remember I got introduced to that idea in uh, the late 90s. And you know what? You know how it was considered? What kind of effect would it have on my relationship in my community? Yeah? The idea of doing it fuck great but what is it is it is it going to affect my usefulness in this AA community really it had a huge role in it and i said i have no idea what it's going to do so i'm just gonna i'm just not interested in it i heard the person i saw the shaman i saw all these spiritual heavyweights were there was in this this town in australia and everyone was getting ready for the big weekend, and I would—I sat there, listened to the dude, and I just said, no, walked out, yeah, because my relationship to this community was important to me, yeah, it had value, it wasn't all about me and my mythical advancement into spiritual realms, it was about how could I be useful, and I I'm not going to do a lot of shit if I feel like it's going to affect my usefulness
1: to the community. Yeah, Where did that come from? That's not how I used to think.
2: I would be there just judging everything just based on me. Like, fuck this. I just want to get high, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I want to advance from the kindergarten stage, which we're all in in recovery yeah but no something was there that wasn't there
1: before that was built through sobriety yeah so i've seen it in action i much rather
2: err on the side of caution to say i don't know what the fuck this would do to my relationships in aa so i'm probably not going to do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because you know why maybe that guy that sees me at a meeting is more important in the larger picture than my little advancement yeah what yeah could be so uh here lack of power that was our
1: dilemma and also our solution when we admit it yeah isn't it We had to have a power by which we could live.
2: Yeah, because we the power is there, but what's living on the power is the problem. Yeah, it's like a parasitical movement. It's
1: sucking all the electricity to fuel its little agenda. Have you ever been addicted or oh, some of us addicted to sort of
2: let's say cocaine, and then you had all the reason in the world and you were so completely convinced you were gonna stop and yet you were bereft of any feeling of being alive unless you did cocaine, you were empty. It had sucked every fucking sense of of like com- camaraderie or fellowship or love or whatever. You were dried out. And so you. I would reluctantly go back to the coke because I couldn't live without it. I didn't feel fucking, I was like flatlining. Yeah, the cocaine didn't do that. Something that was fed by the cocaine did that. This parasite had sucked life dry out of me. It took a long time to fucking come
1: back here into, into a living a uh, dance with others had to be a power greater than
2: ourselves now the way i look at that is our is the act of is the act of being identified as self so i would say a power greater than self yeah is we're really an open to, door to freedom a, a power greater than Than ourselves is the problem still including itself into the solution. That's how I read it. Yeah, it's a it's I know its word solid, but it has meaning to me. And it had to be a power greater than self. I would that's how I would write it. A power greater than ourselves. I do not believe we believe we are self. I think we're right where the greater power is, yeah? I believe the higher power is always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary to meet it. I believe we're sitting on the power right now, or sitting as the power right now. It's what's running the show, yeah? So tell the truth about what's running the show. And
1: suddenly that dilemma of powerlessness may be changed. Yeah, It's not a dilemma of power, really. The power is there. It's a dilemma of
2: what has the power. Is it self or is it the higher power? It's basically the two options in recovery. Perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite or finite self. That trust or faith is going to access the power. So you can see that the self has had the power because it has put so much power into thoughts. Thoughts can ruin our day when they're called ours. Yeah. How can a thought ruin your day? It's not the thought. It's the power given to
1: it through the our thought. Yeah. Your thoughts do not ruin my day. You don't. Yeah my thought can ruin my day see we see the we see the glove
2: but we get we something registers the punch but all the head does is see the glove it doesn't it's not recognizing something yeah there is faith it's just being misdirected there is power it's being misdirected yeah if we can change this CEO, if you can change the director of the factory, that factory that's producing misery will produce other effects. It has the scope to produce a lot of different effects, but when it's run by
1: self, it produces misery. The, the key is that it produces. The effect is what's running
2: it. There's going to be a production of effects, but what the effects are going to be like are going to be reflecting the image of the factory
1: owner, the one who's running the show. And you're going to be made in that God's image, definitely. But if the God is self, you're going to be the image made of self. Yes, we were made in that image, God's image, but what's playing
2: God? And what image is it giving us? Like, we, you know, we say it all the time in recovery. You got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. When I came in here, I thought my face was my ass. Yeah, that's the image of self. The, the God of self, I was made in his image. Was I truly? No. But at that time, for all intents and purposes, I lived as if that was true. Yeah? And recovery gave me an anatomy lesson and pointed out my ass. And then that ass started getting saved. And in a weird way, it seemed like to the face that it was at the expense of the face.
1: But hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a loss of interest in self and that's when everything truly kicks in. So yes, we were made in a God's image. <laughs> yeah.
2: It may not have been God's image. It's been we've been made in a God's image. Oh, uh, what is that? Does that imply the statement playing God? Yes, it sure does. Yeah. We may be living in an image that the mental state reflects that's overriding our true image yeah well yeah so well that's exactly what this is, book is about its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself to enable which means to give you uh the ability to yes to enable a greater that that than yourself a power
1: greater than yourself which will solve your problem. That means to have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral.
2: And here you go. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics because they love the message, but then if you say God, they shut down. Just like I would share at AA meetings, the people would ask, where can I hear more of this? Zen bitch slap, I never see them again. Yeah. As as if if it was cloth in recovery, oh, beautiful. If you added something else, non-duality, it was completely denied. (laughs) It's sort of like, when you're in a relationship with somebody, they're never listening to you after a few years Yeah. So if you have something incredible to say to them, you say it to someone else and that someone else presents it. And then my girlfriend comes home. You can't believe this incredible thing I heard from Ted. And I said, yeah, I'm the one who told Ted
1: because you haven't been hearing it from me. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you for the reading. And again, if you're new here,
2: this whole thing is pivoting on an experience or revelation that was had concerning page 64, the sentence, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations, if you're convinced of that. And then the next paragraph is resentment. So it's basically saying you can do an inventory on the manifestations of selves in one's life. And the common ones are resentment, fears, and harming other people in the pursuit of what you want or what it wants. Yeah, there you go. That's the premise. That's what we're sharing. I say the exact nature of the wrong is the act of being identified as self. Do I believe you're doing it? No. Do I believe we're being led by it? Yes, I do. Yeah.
1: We're living as the image that the the God of self is casting, yes? Yeah. And I believe if you tell the truth that
2: self is foreign to you, the possibility of really truly being free from it Will become possible in this life, your life, yeah? yeah. And I humbly believe that you'll travel later in a way that you could never have imagined, yeah. But the effects will be
1: obvious and the truth will be revealed, yeah. And so if time
2: is a is a demonstration of, let's say, reliability or truth truth i say i've been entertaining this idea or it's been entertaining me really for a long long time and i feel i can capture the effects of the life is just been an event of traveling lighter through what used to be traveled very heavy through yes and i humbly believe or say what more else, what more do you want really yeah It maintains itself. You don't have to look at how it's doing. You just observe the effects and tell the truth. Yeah. And you get to a real sense that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. And you just keep expanding on what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to open it up, Mickey? Thank you for the reading.
0: You're welcome. And thank you for your illustrations, Paul. You always bring light to the subject. So if anybody has any comments or uh, questions to ask Paul about the steps, about the reading, about what he's just shared or anything, Raise your little virtual hand and we'll uh, open this this uh,
1: uh activity
0: up. Paul, looks like you satisfied everybody's curiosity, and everybody, and nobody has a comment. Great,
1: great.
0: Oh, here's oh, Tom. Coming,
3: Hi, everybody. My name's Tom. Oh, uh, I Yeah, this, this, can't stand the silence sometimes, but when you when you were talking about the, the power of doing for us what we could not do for ourselves I, I really have a feeling that when I came into this program at York Street that when I got to the ninth step and the promises came true I knew that I wasn't doing it all I did was sit down and write the inventory because the sponsor said to read it to him told the truth about what I'm not because the way I was talking about inventory was on self-esteem, write down what's interfered with, which is my idea of myself and who I think I am. And so I, I could see it on the paper. It wasn't me. And then I told the truth to myself, told the truth about what I'm not to sponsor, and then went out in the world and told it to the people I had harmed, what I'm not. And that's all I did. And then this other thing took over. You know, Now, I was never able to maintain that, but I believe that the experience I had coming in AA was what you're talking about. And I just wanted to share that. And that was a long time ago. And then over time, somehow the mind starts to claim it again as its own. And then I try to live up to my own idea of myself as a successful recovered alcoholic. And that's when I ran into that ugliness that I was where I was at when I came in here to the pro, to uh, this group. So I just wanted to share that uh, affirmation.
2: Great. Thank you, Tom. Yes. See, the funny thing is, Tom, you may believe you haven't maintained it, but you're still sober. That's true. So basically, if you want to call it the most important thing needed to be maintained, which is the sobriety, you're quite successful. Yeah. Or yeah. You're a witness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I I've
2: think always been
3: maybe clear on the stairway to heaven. Hmm? I said, yeah, I, I was, I've I always been say clear. On the stairway to heaven. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're just walking, stepping over because there's a time delay. But that, I've always been clear yeah. that I never want to drink again as long as I live. That's all. I'm very clear about that. And the first step was well, I yeah. will drink again <laughs> if there's not power greater than myself.
2: That's right, and uh, the being convinced is really the, uh, becomes an automatic version of maintenance, yes? The being convinced, yeah. And I believe, like if I had any suggestion to a new person, I would just ask, you know, suggest to them to pray for the ability to be convinced. Yeah, because that puts to rest a lot of stuff. Yes, especially with the the way of life that uh, this tiniest little possibility of willingness will allow, you know, put into the wheel this wheel of this way of life, this not designed for living. That little bit of willingness will go a long way through the the, the mechanism of recovery. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's got, it's this way of life, such a, such an extension or such a, and it's such an enabler of a sober life to grow and and thrive. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it provides the biggest aspects for that thriving, which is service. Yeah. Yeah. Service and purpose, really. It gives us that, and uh, it just keeps allowing the best conditions for sobriety to be maintained, yeah? So yeah. The, the shifting from the acidic pH to the alkaline pH, and then that alkaline pH is uh, is established and reinforced by the way of life and the principles, yeah? yeah. So that was used to thrive in the acidic pH can thrive in the alkaline pH, yeah. So all of those old uh, grooves that had us keep it going back to the same old, same old have been sort of filled over and other grooves have taken their place. So we're in the habit of being sober. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah, it's um, It's an unbelievable, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable really. This is what I find with other things that are happening now, this is an opinion, yeah? But a lot, there's a lot of things of trying to produce an effect or reboot the person through drugs or, you know, events. But they don't have a design for living in you know, a lot of ways, yeah. So I remember I met a guy. I was doing a sale outside. This was years ago, and, and a guy was visiting. He was a Westerner, but he was he lived in Mexico, and he was he ran an, uh, one of these rehabs where they use ayahuasca and this other stuff, and uh, he had owned it for 11 years or something. And I said, well, what's the recidivism rate? Yes. So these people get this whack and they get this new possibility, but it seems to, and they said, well, it's not that, it's bad, yeah. (laughs) Because, and I figured probably because there's not a way of life, yeah. For some of us, we need a way of life. It's, we need those guardrails. We need something for it. Because I found when I got struck sober, I was introduced to recovery that night. If I hadn't been it would have that that miracle would have died on the vine in a few days. Yeah. Left to my own devices it wouldn't have gotten it it I don't think it would have gained traction. Yeah. But by the intervention of the program and the community that that possibility though it could have probably been easily stamped out got a chance to grow and and gain a momentum, and it's become part of my life, you know, yeah, so, uh, hmm. and the idea of service, you know, I remember going into non-duality, you know, and some communities, and obviously in non-duality, there's a sense of negating the the premise that there's an individual. Yeah, so I didn't sense a very big emphasis on service, but a lot of people I would see at a non-duality meeting would have probably been best served by doing service. (laughs) So we've been introduced to that attitude where it's an attitude of service. So you've recognized a presence That's present right now, and that present seems to be available, really, at all times. And if you are of that present and you're available at all times, you're of service. Yeah. It's not like you may be doing service, but you're of service. Yeah, It it brings you to another level where you're not doing and, and then you're not thinking you're of service when you're not doing service. You're of service. Yeah so you've been your your functionality has been altered to be of service now like it or not yeah that's awesome to me yeah
3: i understand awesome. that yeah it's yeah. like an attitude yeah. a new attitude yeah. yeah
2: exactly so these things of because we're being employed meaning we're being a, we're being used by something and so that's something that uses us bends us and makes us appropriate for how it wants to be us to be used while and then we're thinking well why is this hasn't this been removed well because it's probably useful in your ability to contact or be available to others yes yeah so this is uh you know the we of the program it doesn't come naturally well we're so been we've been addicted to an artificiality so our fall failback is what, what am i going to get usually we don't see what's my effect in the in the collective yeah <laughs> well there's a real relief in the we that the i can't get on its own yeah <laughs> yeah all right thanks tom nice to see you thanks yeah, nice to see you, man. Yes,
0: thanks, Tom. Thanks, Paul. Okay, are you ready for Sally?
2: Well, there's someone else has his hand up too. Yes, Sally first. Yes, and then
0: and then Kaiser.
2: All right, Kaiser. Yes. All right, Sally. How are you?
1: Can hear you.
0: Sally, okay, okay. Here you go.
4: So oh, sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm actually in a in a rehab place, but it's for my um it's for my foot after I got run over. But it almost may as well be for um this the um. Uh, self thing because every time i go to a doctor and try because and, it's also for my mind but every time i go to a doctor i find myself trying to convince him that uh, what what i've done is more extreme than anything else and obviously he's heard it all before because he's a psychosomatic doctor and when i can't convince him that my situation is kind of special I feel really, really disappointed. And then as I walked out, I thought about, I think you had said something about being in rehab and they weren't talking, they weren't talking, you were talking from the alcoholism and they weren't talking to it or something like that. Yes. And so that was a really good framework to have because I just thought, what am I wanting from this guy? Why am I trying to convince him? that my situation is, what I've done is more extreme, more ridiculous, and I mean, he almost rolled his eyes at one point, and I thought, how dare you, and I started laughing, and then he said, but you keep laughing, I'm, you know, he's he was finding it hard to take me seriously as well, which was kind of good, I guess, I don't know what he was thinking, but, so it was really good to have that in the background, because, you know, I keep trying to be more special, and you know, when we do the sports, I want to go faster. I want to do more. I want to be misbehave and stuff. And so, it's really good to have this background of that's just that's what I don't know what I'm addicted to, but it's this kind of this. And um, and they're kind of they're not playing with me. And I find that really useful. At the same time, I'm reading a book by a woman who's in recovery and she writes, she's a writer and she obviously she writes a lot about writers who've been in recovery and alcoholics. And she says they understood themselves perfectly. They expressed themselves perfectly. They were writing, 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 and it did no good until they got to AA and started realizing that whatever writing gifts they had were coming through them, not from them. But um yeah, and so that's also been really helpful to have all of this together and your meetings and meetings online with Alanon. And but I get so insulted when they won't play. And then I think I know this is good that they're not yeah, playing with me, right? Yeah, so that's good.
2: Well that to me is real compassion when they starve that desire for uniqueness yes
1: yeah
2: there's that's that's healing not unhealed healers that can be healing yeah 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 i had a guy i worked with and it was funny he always had the problem and every few months he would have the problem and he'd have very unique and very complicated but I had been listening to him presenting the problem for about six years, and we must have gone through about 18 the problem. <laughs> what was the problem was that sense of uniqueness. <laughs> that lent itself to a regular problem other people had as to the problem. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's like when I first did, uh, looked at a lot of relationships I had with women and I saw that many, let's say most of them had quote unquote failed the one constant was me in all of the relationships yeah that was escaping my purview (laughs) so usually because it's in the act of doing what it's doing we don't see it yeah we don't see that it's it's attempting to uh like put a high gloss on something to get a bigger shine or reflection of itself. This uniqueness, it's uh, in Buddhism, they would call it the cherishing of self, yeah? Yes, so it's an addiction. The head is addicted to the idea of being something. It is, it truly is. I mean, that's the addiction that we're doing all the other shit to get relief from <laughs> seriously i mean <laughs> that's why it doesn't work because it's it, it's sort of like putting uh psoriasis ointment on eczema you may get some relief because eczema and psoriasis may have some common things but you're not going to get the relief because they and they don't have some things that are common yes So you can tell, uh, you know, when you get the right ointment, you'll know because there'll be relief. Yeah. You'll know the tree by its fruit. That's how it works. So and then there can be reverse engineering. And to me, that could be a solid understanding because it comes from relief, not searching for relief. So the understanding is coming from the relief not you know searching for a relief there are two different understandings i feel yeah so when you get an understanding of the problem from the solution i i feel that's quite valuable yeah yeah because it doesn't have any of the agenda of the problem infected with it yeah it just sees the problem So you see this striving for uniqueness in a lot of your descriptions to others about your condition to make it seem like you're the only one who's ever felt this way. Yeah, yeah. Thank God it's not you. See, that's the beauty of taking off the blinder, because if it's you, you don't want to know that, yeah? You don't but if it's not you, you can be fearless and thorough. You can just look at it and say, I'm not that. This thing acts insanely all the time through me. Do you think I'm gonna waste the rest of my life trying to change that? No, I'm just gonna tell the truth, it's not of me, yeah? And then it changes, yeah. Yes, because now the power isn't fueling its reality. It's being withheld. It's not being given to that which wants it. And then you start seeing that which wants it. And you see it as not you, really. And hopefully you can bring it to six and seven in the the mechanism of recovery. You recognize what you're not and you bring it over to that power. That is the recognition of what you're not. And then that power will reconfigure that juice and make it useful, yeah? Yeah. It's useful the other way, but it's, it's only being used to reinforce the idea of self. Yeah, that's his main premise. We're going to change that main premise and uh, have a much more larger spectrum of usefulness. Yes, <laughs> because that has not proved very useful to many of us, this obsession with self. <laughs> yeah, so nice to see you, Sally.
1: Good luck with the
2: foot, yeah.
0: Thanks, Sally. Thanks, Paul. And here is our old friend Kaiser.
2: Oh, Kaiser. I think I I met Kaiser in this position. He was driving a car,
5: I think. (laughs) Can you hear me okay? Or I'll kill my video. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, perfect. Okay, good. Yeah, I just wanted to um, emphasize something that you brought up. Sorry, my I'm working. My walking off. I just want to re-emphasize something that you'd you'd brought up that's just so to me in in longer term sobriety. What was where the uh, I think you said the problem was smuggled back into the um, the program. The solution, um, and it was kind of um, pointed out with a reading on page 13 where Bill was talking about, no longer was I to pray for myself, my things. I wanted to, I, I should pray, um, asking for uh, protection and strength to meet my challenges rather than having these challenges to be taken away or, or um, trying to be somebody in AA or, you know, all, all of these things that I want to bring up. It, it really made a difference. So like I was just to be of service. Um, you were talking about that, and I just really I heard that, and it, it's so so important when when things start to not really work in this program, and things start. To, I'm doing the twelve steps, and I'm doing inventory, and and I'm not feeling relief. Um, it, it, you talked about like the the problem being smuggled back into uh, the program. I I just wanted to highlight that, and, and maybe you'd speak on that just quick. Or it's just so so important. Thanks. Yes.
2: Well, you know, where
1: the uh we can be the drug uh, enforcer or we're the mule. Yeah.
2: We can be you know a mule is someone who carries the drugs, the illegal drugs. Well, we can be the mule or we can be the the uh and then there's the enforcer. Yeah, it can play two roles, but As long as you're not seeing the act of being identified as self, there will be a looking from it. And therefore the problem is having a lot to say about the solution. Yeah. Just, this is not, it's an observational statement. You either see
1: it or you don't, but it's there. Yeah, so.
2: Hmm. Is that anyone else?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Kathy from Cleveland. What
2: it says muddled in is like, let me just, from moment to moment, there can be a dominance of the problem or the solution yeah at each moment because there's two possibilities there's either trusting the finite or trusting the infinite yeah some moments you're trusting the finite but on a holistic view you're trusting the infinite that allows you to travel lighter through that yeah and then the habit becomes more trusting the infinite so you see the act of trusting the finite and hopefully if you're in recovery bring it to 6 and 7 yeah and have that uh, have that power that has been smuggled sort of out of our program from the the disease had you know the it drops the goods you get a kilo back of interest and attention let's say <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna enrich your day instead of enslave it, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's say there's hot and cold water. Is cold water different than hot water? But its effects are definitely different, yes? But it's water. So here's power. Power directed by self is much different than power directed by the higher power. It's all power, yes. It's all faith, but its effects will be incredibly different. Yeah. Yet it's the same power. Hot and cold water have hugely different effects. Yeah. But they're the same quality. So there's power. And there's that which is administering and directing the power. And I believe we're gonna be directed, we're going to be employed no matter what. That's why the story of recovery is there was an old employer and now there's a new employer. Yes? We've always been employed. It just matters what's employing us now. That's the point, that's the that's the importance. It's not the power. The power is there, but what's directing the power. Yeah? Yeah. So here's the water, but there's two masters. You can't serve two masters at the same time. Yeah? The two masters are trusting finite self or trusting the infinite. Infinite finite self. Those are the masters. You can't trust them both at the same time, yeah? You can't have hot and cold water at the same time, okay? How are you going to know? You can judge the tree by its fruits, yeah? After a while, you'll start recognizing, yeah? How it feels to be directed without the accessories like drinking and using, but how it feels to be directed by self, you'll get a sense of it, a strong sense not disguised by all the drinking and using, but just the the rawness of it. And you'll have a sense that something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And those senses will be quite different after a while. Yes? there will be almost like a vertical download and a horizontal download. There'll be a very strong sense of difference. And you will become sort of a wise consumer in a way you'll see the difference. And hopefully you'll be led by the new employer instead of being led by the old employer.
1: And it will become a habit, yeah? But that power that's being
2: employed is right there. We are the unsuspected resource, yeah? Something is Playing the role of the spigot, and it's directing the water in our lives. Yeah? There's always going to be water, but it's what's directing It's
1: going to give it the meaning it's going to have for us. Yes? See, if you know self, you'll
2: find out what you are. If you try to find out what you are from self, all you're going to do is know self more, really. Yes? That's all
1: that's going to happen. You're going to know self more. This is from this member. It's it it's it
2: really boils down to that, yeah? Power is neutral. It's not yes, yay or nay. It's power, faith. Let's call it faith, yeah? Somehow or another, and I don't care the mechanism,
1: it's being directed, yes? It's being directed. So there's the water, comes through a
2: pipe. I don't know anything about that, but then there's two little handles that turns it on. One turns it and it becomes hot. One turns it, it stays cold, yes? They don't usually do the both. They do one or the other. Yeah? It's like the same thing with the old Indian statement. You have two wolves in you, you know, the, which wolf is going to get bigger? It's the one you feed. What is he, What are you feeding? Interest and attention, yeah? What's directing that interest and attention is the most important aspect, yeah? We all know what it's like to be directed by self. We may not have been able to give it a name, but we know how it feels. Yeah. And where it leads. And hopefully now some of us have been established in being directed by the higher power or the new employer. And we know how that feels and what and what happens. Yes. But I do not believe we escape being
1: used. I don't. I believe we're going to be used by something. Yeah. There's no lack of power. There's a dilemma around power. Yeah. We're thinking all the
2: power that self has, he should have, we should have had a fucking incredibly great life already. What happened? <laughs> it created a hellscape. <laughs> I've had enough. No mass. Surrender. <laughs> Take this power. Yeah. <laughs> and wield it as you will.
1: That to me is the faith. And then you come to believe because you see it works, yes? Yeah. And now you try to, you know, you
2: make a decision, hey, I'd like this new employer to be galvanized as the employer, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't want it to be new and I can go back to the old and play each other against each other. No, I want to galvanize the new as the employer. Yeah. To me, that's surrendered. Yeah. You're surrendered to that. Yes. Yeah. There's no new employer anymore, it's the only employer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Seriously, yeah. This isn't about, I've sent the old employer to a rehab. I don't give a shit. I don't think it's gonna change, yeah? I think it has a parasitical nature. Uh, its idea of winning, someone else has to lose. <laughs> that's the way it goes, yeah? I just, it's not employer. That works, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyone else, Mickey?
0: Yes, there is. We have Kathy from Cleveland.
6: All right, well. Kathy from Cleveland. (laughs) Let
2: me me look, hold on a second. I wanna see if I accept questions from... uh, I do, from the state of Ohio. Okay, yeah, you can ask, just wanna make sure.
6: Well, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Um, And I I don't know that I even have a question. It was just, it really struck me when you were talking about the third step and turning our will and our life over. And then it's doing the rest of the steps, that, that made that happen. I mean, it's like, I didn't know when I got to the third step, I was willing to turn my life and my will over, but I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how, but then by doing the rest of the steps, it happened. So yeah, yeah I just thought, you know, that's so important and they're all there for a reason. I I was hearing somebody say before the meeting started something about take what you like and leave the rest. And I've heard people say that about the program. And I know some of you says, take what you like and leave the rest and may you rest in peace. I mean, if we don't do it all, it's not (laughs) going to work.
1: Um, uh,
2: Yeah, it's because it's it's an amazing gift that was given. to deal with a hopeless state of mind and body before 1935, really. There was, there was really, you know, I remember I read in the Old Testament a psalm, um, and there was in that psalm they were complaining about Winos. Yeah. I mean, it's just like uh yeah. And so and how it was able to stand withstand time and stuff, they formatted it, yeah with the 12 steps and it they gave us a way, yeah? That could work for a lot of us, mm-hmm. yeah? For a lot of people, but one way. And you can take what you like, but really the principles become uh, the guiding light in your life, yeah? The principles of AA. Yeah. And uh, for some people, it's unbelievable how it works. Other people, you know, maybe uh, in a way, they find themselves as not real alcoholics, yeah. so they they found something that was sufficient enough and meant enough to cu- cut to keep them from drinking. Many of us crossed that line where there was no power that was going to do it. And so here we are, yeah, And thank God that there's a solution. And the solution is the surrender as envisioned by the program is, the working steps, four through nine. That's what puts meat on the bone of surrender, is the four through nine.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't, yeah, I don't think I really understood until I started coming here that that I was not self.
1: Yes. That, yeah, so, that, that it was great. the
6: manifestations of self that were getting me. <laughs> yeah so i thank
2: you for yes. that well and oh, I that's, that's feel like I'm hopefully well thank you honey and, and to see that was all this is about that schism of of actually just at least hearing the idea that i may not be that which has defeated me yes that's all i'm not saying it is or isn't it doesn't matter if it is or isn't, it matters it is or isn't for you, yeah, because this is a subjective experience, so it matters in this life based on you, yeah, I believe it's true, but it doesn't matter if it's true or not, if it's true for you, and it works, there you go, yeah, Mm -hmm. so the foreign aspect in this life was was completely necessary to unlock the possibility of being free from it, it just wasn't that's now maybe it isn't maybe there's bigger doorways where you are but in my, my case that one door was locked and I was trying to be free as self yeah mm-hmm. not from it and mm-hmm. that that I got a, a very it was you know I got a correction Something revealed something and it worked yes and it's continued to work since then and that was a while ago a long a while and uh yeah so i just passing it on with the hopes that it uh there'll be uh, some magic that will go with, with that recognition into these zooms and stuff and here we are well, thank you yeah you're welcome man. it's you made my day honey that's basically <laughs> yeah just to have that possibility that that which has defeated you may not be you. Not in a way of denying it to try to get some mental relief, but a negation of it. A true recognition that something there's something going on that's not of me. And therefore, I can be free from it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's basically the message that we, we would love to get, get across. Thank
1: you. Yeah, thanks. No, Mickey, anyway.
0: Yes, we have Hallie.
1: Yes, Hallie.
2: Hallie from the Alley. That's how I remember saying a name. Yes, Hallie, nice to see you.
7: Nice to see you, too. Um, I guess I'm here just to share, and I feel a little confused, um, which is a great place to show up here to talk about it. Um, So I've been coming here for a little less than a year. I didn't even know I had an issue or wanted to quit or became aware of a lot of things. Um, But two weeks ago, what seemed like out of the blue, I just didn't pick up a drink or tobacco, right? And I had been struggling with that for a long time you know, it's like the morning routine. I won't do it. And then four o'clock comes or whatever that hour comes. And it was just, it, it took over no matter what. And it took over a lot of my day and my thoughts and how much I hated myself for it. But it's like two weeks ago, I just like stopped and I just went one more day and one more day. And it was like, wow, it's something simple is happening here like it's not hard something it just wasn't hard tobacco and the alcohol together were in socialization so for that to be gone it's just like wow Mm. i just kept it to myself because i didn't want it's like if i let it out it's like um it would be something to fixate on and i didn't want it. it like i wanted to keep it in its pure state you know what I mean, not talk about it, share it, because I like to research the, like what you say about knowledge of self versus self-knowledge, you know, like I could research about alcoholism forever and talk about it, and I was drinking while talking about it, you know what I mean, so, um I do, I don't, I haven't talked about it, except when friends ask me, but I don't, want to talk about it because they're mostly all functioning alcoholics themselves right and i haven't done anything with the steps yet i just listened to you and come here and kind of keep doing what's been working but maybe now i could do some steps i guess that's why i came here because i'm like time for steps I like what Kathy had to say. I think that was Kathy's in Cleveland um, about step three being shown through the working steps. I don't know what that means, but you know, I want to give it a shot. So,
1: great, great.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, the suggestion is just find someone who's been through the steps. Yeah. Preferably a woman and uh just start yeah yeah just see how it goes yeah that's how it goes you know you get introduced to step one is is just uh you just see how uh the role that alcohol and drugs and smoking whatever have had in sort of uh you know, filling your life, thinking about it, not think, you know, all and all. And you just step two, you'll come to uh, believe that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. You haven't drank in whatever in two weeks, so something is demonstrating step two already. Yeah, and then step three is turning one's will and life over to care, yeah, of something greater than self. So that's the main principle of recovery and then when you do that then you just uh launch into the working steps which is the first is an inventory called step four and you can use what you've learned here to look at the manifestations of what has defeated us so that you can recognize it yeah before yeah it's a lot of people recognize it after the defeat it's nice to see it before the defeat yes Yes. So that the defeat can be averted. (laughs) Yeah. Because defeats are great to a point, they'll bring you to a solution. But if they're habitual, yeah, is I'd much rather see the problem before it uh, takes a big dump on my rug, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) And I call everyone, it took another dump on my rug. Yeah, I'm, I've got knowledge that it takes dumps on my rug. I'd like to see it stop, yeah, That's the solution. So, yeah, honey, that's great. And, yeah, just there's some people here you could ask if you wanted to through a, a you know, a chat. I don't know how that works on this, but you know, just ask, and someone can just talk to you about recovery. They don't have to become anything. Yeah, because really the idea of sponsor and a sponsee is the act of sponsoring. That's the whole point, the verb, yeah. So there's a whole lot of sponsoring going on, uh, not being captured under the category of sponsor and sponsee. Yes, yeah. So thank you, honey, for that share.
1: Appreciate it very, very much. Yeah, very much. Mm.
0: Thanks, right, Hallie. Make- I think that's it for today, Paul. You want to say your hellos?
2: Yes, yes. So Hallie, nice to see you and great. Yeah. Michael, as always, oh yeah, we're going to be at another meeting today at 4.30 Pacific time. It's has another uh, banner, but I don't see much difference, really but that's uh, a non-duality meeting at 4.30 Pacific time. If you wanna join, it's the same Zoom room, no password. Okay, all right. Uh, Michael, as always. Mike, are you gonna be there today? Yeah, great, thank you. We got John, Greg from Minnesota, Bill Churchman, Mickey, Kathy from Cleveland, Steve Cole. John, Kay, Tom is in New Mexico right now. Alex and Jacob, I think they're in the Hudson Valley still, yeah. Maria, as always, nice to see you. Mia, I don't know where she is, but there she is. We got uh, LJ, I think. Yes, nice to see you, LJ. Joseph, always. Sally, Kaiser, Nina, yeah. So see Nina, Crispy. Jason from, uh, he's down in S- Southern Cal, in S- San Diego, I think. Gail, as always, Pink Cloud, Oliver in Berlin, Goran in uh, Sweden. Nice to meet you, Goran. If you haven't been here before, welcome. Yep. First time, thank you. Nice to see oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to see hey. you. We got Jeff, Jeff P from Southern Cal, Kelly. Always nice to see Kelly. Keith from Portland. Let's see. We've got, uh, let's see, Rich A., Lori, Andrew. Uh, I think that's about it. Thank you, everyone, for uh, participating. A loving something has expressed itself through our group conscience. Hallelujah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. All right. See you guys.